Welcome to From Uniforms to Unicorns. This podcast is all about our experience as female corrections officers, our challenges, our triumphs, and our transitions out of the career. Lauren and I have always had a significant bond. Friends, moms, and business owners that happen to be in prison. Life attempted to separate us, but we always found a way back to each other. We're huge life milestones, tragedy, and random text messages saying, I thought of you today. We know there is huge curiosity surrounding these topics. And we aren't the only ones that struggle. There are also incredible stories just waiting to be shared. And we want this to be a safe place for us and you to talk about the often unspoken world of corrections. Grab a coffee, head out on a walk, or just take a break. Let me warn you, we have no idea what we're doing. From uniforms from to uniforms. uniforms. To uniforms. Hi, Sharon. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? Pretty good. Good. Are you ready to wrap up season two here? I'm kind of ready, yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's a little bit bittersweet, but we're excited for what's coming out. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, today's episode is just, we're just going to talk about, you know, what we learned in uh, season two, what what we've learned through this process period, what this platform has given us in COVID, and, um, and how grateful we are to have everybody that has been here with us so far, because, you know, we had a few people that as soon as we messaged them, they were like, shit, shit, they're going to make me talk. <laughs> and, uh, I actually think that's super, super funny. Um, yeah. but yeah, the, the people that we've had and the people that we know, um, have come out with really, um, amazing things. And I think the coolest thing for me was because I guess I, I, I kind of hold on to these relationships and these stories mm-hmm. and, in a positive aspect. Right. But I also found that everybody else did that too. You know, I, I look at my, my jail friends and I, I love that term. Cause when I say that and people don't know that I worked in a prison, they're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's always the best part. Um, but then I, I think, you know, I guess I always thought I was alone in that experience. And then as I come to know, like people that have left corrections or are still mm-hmm. in corrections, their, their number one grateful experience is always the people the, that they work with. That's totally at the people. And that's like me too. Like I sort of like think sometimes, oh, maybe I made it sound more romantic than it was. But when I hear, when I heard all the stories and that's the main theme all the way through. And it is funny, the jail friends I had, um, somebody approached me at my real job saying, I saw, <laughs> I saw the handle for your podcast. And she was like, uh, does like the person who runs the whole show, does she know like about the prison? I'm like, did you, I said, you should listen because I wasn't in prison. I worked in a prison. So it's quite, it's quite funny, right? <laughs> It is. It, and I, um, someone was actually saying, Oh, uh, my massage therapist yesterday had said, and she listens all the time. So thanks for listening, Amy. Um, <laughs> she had said something about, you know, I told the story about that, um, inmate who bit off her nipple and oh, she was oh. just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that happens. And she's like, I was telling someone the story and I'm like, Oh my God. And I think people, you know, their thoughts right off the bat are like, I don't know what to expect here, but, mm-hmm. um, it's interesting because people have no idea. And I know a lot of our listeners are people who work with us or know us, Mm -hmm. um, but they don't know what our lives were like prior 
right? So we mm-hmm. come out with these experiences, we share these stories and we're like, holy crap, you went through that. That's right. That's and, right. And they get a little different taste of me. Uh, because mm-hmm. they know in cameras, they know me as the girl who owned one tooth activewear, right? Like I'm a, <laughs> yeah. I'm a girl who sells stretchy pants. So, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then they're like, oh my gosh, she was a prison guard before that. It's not something I really shared. Um, no. Yeah. So and that's like, you don't usually share that part of yourself. Even when I was in corrections, I would say I work for the government because you don't like, you don't want to say I'm, I'm a prison guard. Like it's... <laughs> Even uh, when, cause my husband's a police officer, um, we'd gone to Mexico and Trev would even say like, don't, you know, like he would always say like, we don't need to make friends when we're here, Lauren. Um, we're just here to hang out. And I'm the, <laughs> I'm the friend maker. I love to meet new people. And anyways, we'd met this couple, um, on an excursion and they're like, Oh, we think you guys are at the same hotel as us. And we're like, Oh, cool. Whatever. So anyways, we hang out with them for 24 hours. Trevor says he works on the rings because he has experience with that. He can talk about that, which is true. He did at some point work on the rings. <laughs> they're from Cleveland, which is kind of cool. Cause we're the Clevelands and yeah. they're from Cleveland. And we're like, I'm like, Trev, we were meant to be friends with these people. <laughs> so like the next night we're sitting around the table and she like, accidentally tells me that her husband is a police officer. And I was like, what? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm screaming. I'm like screaming across the Mexico. I'm like, Hey, Trav, guess what? <laughs> and he's like, so then these two like became best friends because it's so interesting to learn about the U S and the, and the, uh, Canadian systems. But it was so interesting that they lied to us and we lied to them. Not mm-hmm. because of, back in the day, it's like, I don't want to be asked questions. I don't want people to constantly be, you know, tell us be a story. Asking. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even for us, is it like orange is the new black? And so it's, <laughs> it's funny for us to, so we like Lauren and I were chatting about this. Like we created this, um, podcast, like prior to the pandemic and, um, we've just really been enjoying the connection, right? Cause a lot of people are missing that connection with other people. And so it's, this is our way to say, Hey, everyone like, um, chat with us or listen to us or whatever. And we've received a ton of feedback and we honestly, like, we love it. We love to hear what you guys think. We love, especially that connect connection piece that's been missing, right. As part of the, mm-hmm. as, and the pandemic, it just keeps on going. Right. So well, new, we got new, if you're restrict- in Alberta, we got new mm-hmm. restrictions. I don't even know what they are. Um, I've kind of stopped paying attention, but <laughs> I, which is so, and I, I, I had a conversation with a business owner this morning who owns um, a yoga studio. And she even said like, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated for other business owners. Like I'm, 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 ready to pivot. I'm, but if you were on your last leg before Mm -hmm. this hit, like this is, this is a tough thing. Right. So we, um, yeah. And and this has kind of kept up me going through COVID. Right. I, I, I look forward to these conversations. I look forward to the feedback and we're constantly getting, you know, messages saying, Oh, that was such a good one. Oh, I can really relate to this or, Oh, this is super positive. And the one thing that I think was super cool is that we, we were all able to pull positives, right. As, as when I remember when I left corrections, it was very negative for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I now look back and I, I can see a few negatives, but the, the whole arc of the whole thing is positive. And as, as people talk in this podcast, like Noje came on and Jill came on and Jamie came on and Brendan. And it was just like, I I had this like 
bucket of positives. And now it's like the bucket is overflowing. I That's seriously right. can't find a negative anymore. Um, so I, it's been positive for me personally and sharing. That's, yeah. Everyone's yeah, story. Same, and, and same for me. It's been positive for me. And th the other piece was a lot of people will share their story and then they panic like, Oh my God, it's going to be out there. And that's all part of the healing. Right. And then yes. they felt so much better after it was out there. They, they felt this, this part of them or, or whatever part of the story, they felt, um, a healing piece. Right. And that's the same for me with corrections. It was such a good job, good job, good job. Then it was like, Oh my God, I can't take this anymore. And so when I left, it was all the negative stuff on my shoulders. And then, the healing that took place after and now even further, right. With the podcast, mm -hmm. there's even more healing as people share. And so much for me personally has come out of it. Like I've been writing more, I've been doing tons of stuff. Like there's so much information in my head all the time. I'm like, <laughs> I need a new journal. I need to keep writing. Right. So that's, it's been good. And it's, it's profound because you don't know that you're impacting people. It just started as the two of us just talking shit. And then now it's, it's turning mm. into something better. It's uh, more, more of an impact for people. Mm -hmm. And we're mm -hmm. so glad for that. We're so blessed with that. Yeah. And that's where, that's where we wanted it to go. Right. It was never like, Oh, you know, we, we just thought, well, we'll come on here and talk and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, but we've had so many messages come through and people that are retired that are like, I was missing this piece, this mm -hmm. piece of like, you know, that camaraderie that, um, I, and when you walk away, you kind of just walk away, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not this whole like process of, you know, um, it's that loss piece, that identity piece, which we've talked about a thousand times. And I, I know, I know personally, cause I felt that, um, but there's, there's lots of people that are retired or who have left that are just like, I don't, I didn't know what that that missing piece was right. Mm -hmm. And now we have, now I have this to listen to and I have, you know, people to connect to, whether you've spoken to Jamie and I don't know how long has Jamie been gone? Like not eight years from the IFW. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, whether you've talked to Jamie or not, you, it, like you're sucked right back in to yeah, that's that. Right. Like, that's right. Those moments and those experiences and, um, to hear pe where people have gone after, mm -hmm. um, is, is so, is so exciting. And so, um, I don't even know yeah. how to, explain. it's, yeah. it's move. It's moving. Right. And yeah. it was so nice to talk to the people from EIFW and have them share their story. And then to bring in, um, Susan and Janet towards the end there, that was amazing. Uh, such funny stories and such positive, powerful people. Right. It was so good. Yeah. And you could tell our confidence had like our, so we're just like, we'll just interview people that we know, because if we suck, we'll just delete it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally. Our, let's do the people we know because they'll carry us. They love us. We'll make it work. Right. But as, as we went through, it was like, Oh, okay, well we can totally have new people because our mm -hmm. confidence level had increased so much. Mm -hmm. Um, from the beginning, right? At first it was just kind of like, mm, what are we doing? What are we I doing? know. What are we talking about? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. now, yeah, it's nice because people have actually 
noticed a shift and I, I, I know exactly when that shift happened for me where the comp like, cause I'm just, this is not my thing. This is so out of my comfort zone, but now all of a sudden I feel way more comfortable and uh, way more confident if that, if I can even say that it's, it's been uh, really good because there was a shift and we just keep learning and growing and that's all we ever want. Right. And that's all you can do. Like, I mean, mm. I, um, I don't know if I've said this, I, I was diagnosed a perfectionist. Did I tell you this? No. Um, <laughs> I'm not surprised. Though. <laughs> I literally was diagnosed a perfectionist. Um, and it would have been like last, like right when COVID hit, um, I had started seeing a psychologist again and, uh, she had said like, you know, maybe, maybe this is your issue and sent me this email. And it was like all about perfectionism. And I, I emailed one of, I had called one of my friends and I said something, um, Oh, I, I said, does she even know me? Has she even seen my car? Like my car is <laughs> disgusting. I have two kids. And, and, and my friend is like, that's exactly what a perfectionist would say. Like they would find that, that spot in their life where they suck and like horn in on it and, and drive themselves crazy about it. And I was like, holy shit, I am a perfectionist anyways. <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think, what the fuck is so funny? Cause that's uh, true. It's, but I've tr- it's so true that it's, it's comical. Like ever since I've known you, I would say, uh, yeah, duh, <laughs> of course you are. And you're so surprised, right? I was like, I'm, I'm for sure not, I'm for sure not a perfectionist. <laughs> and when my friend said that to me, I was like, Oh, right. Okay. But I am, I am getting better, but I think just having that awareness piece to know that I am a perfectionist and nothing will ever be perfect. So if I don't just step out and try mm-hmm. it anyways, I, and I think for this, it was like, uh, you know, it'll never be perfect. It, it, even when we're, you know, 30 years down the road, Sharon, well, when you're 80, when I'm 80, <laughs> we're still doing the podcast and we're probably still going to be like locked down on a pandemic. Right. <laughs> I hope not. Okay. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> But I think just knowing that piece of information is like, okay, well, it will never be perfect. So we could sit here forever and we could write about it and we could talk about it and we can plan it and we can do all the stuff or we could just fucking hit record and go. And, and that's, yeah, that's been really good for me. It's like when you say that to me and that started with the combat divas, like I will throw them a shout out. <laughs> they just hit record and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> But it, it turned out to be so good. Like it just was what I needed. We usually do like a little bit of like a briefing and we will say like, Hey, if you haven't been on the podcast before, we will say like, Hey, these are the things we're going to ask you. Is there anything off limits? Um, and I was actually shocked at how many things were off limits, but that's something else. Um, but I mean, like it's a pod, the combat divas were like, Hey, how are you? Good. Hit record. And I was like, and Sharon's eyes, like if you've ever yeah, seen Sharon like- has big eyes, yes, <laughs> like, her face is like holy frick we're just going and we're just going it was great it was so good because it just you felt so comfortable like immediately right and we we do that little warm-up and lauren you are you touched on it a little bit when people said we can't talk about that we're like oh we can't no we're not going to discuss this oh (laughs) we're like that's kind of why we asked you on here though but that's okay we'll just take it in another We'll do it in another one when you're more comfortable, right? When you're more comfortable because that, and that's, that's been the biggest piece for us too. It's like, we want you to be comfortable. We want you to say, yeah, release that. And I've gone off of, you know, record and been like, why the fuck did I say that? Yes. Or damn, I wish I would have said this. So, I mean, we can always go back and, 
And well, that, and people have come back and said, Oh mm-hmm. my God, you made me laugh when you said this. And I said, Oh my God, I said that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. for example, the armpit of Alberta, I was like, <laughs> Oh, great. Now we're going to get hate mail. Right. From. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't even know I said that. It's just, uh, it came to me and I said it. So mm-hmm. I stand mm-hmm. by it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's, that's the part too, where it's like, we, we will say something and then I'm just like, ah, let it go. It, 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 go. it is what it is. If you mm. decide to unfollow or whatever. Okay. You know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've had, we've had some pretty, uh, fun times on here and I'm, I'm excited about where it's going because we've talked about, you know, what does the next season look like? And one of the, the biggest things, one of the best advice we got, um, from podcasters is like, have 50 episodes, have an idea of what you want to talk about. And you and I sat down and did that. And it was kind of like, okay, we'll branch, we'll put these in season one, which was just you and me. Mm-hmm. season two, we really want to talk about like people we've worked with and what was their experience like. And now, um, season three, we weren't really sure what that looked like, but the people we had written down are kind of all like mental health advocates, um, either yeah. first responders or in other areas of life. And we've kind of brainstormed a bunch of people and we've had a lot of people reach out to us to say, would you be interested in having me on or, here's what I, I think I can offer you. And, um, so yeah, so season three kind of looks like it's mental health advocate, but I yeah, mean, it, um, could change, but... it could change, it could change. Um, but yeah, there's been, um, a lot of people come forward that, um, Oh, uh, remind me put Jack on that list. So I don't forget. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> In the middle of this, we just had a list going and I'm like, I'm going to forget to put that on there. Um, Cause he messaged me and he's uh, he wants to be on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, there's um, there's been a lot of cool things that have come out of this and a lot of cool people that um, we've disconnected with that now we're reconnected with. Even. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. It's been, and it's been like really funny. Like some of the things that came out of there, like, um, we'll go back. I think it was episode four. We had Noje uh, Worry on here, and she was talking about um, that. What did she say again? Badges. With badges. badges. That was so funny, and like we got a lot of uh, response on that, and mm-hmm. people were looking forward to stuff like that. And um, Susan, when she was sharing about her mom, like that really just made us uh-huh. laugh so hard. Yeah. Um, that she's in collections. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of true though, right? When you look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Oh yeah. It's been, it's been very positive in, in my life and a lot of the people that have, um, that didn't know me before, um, say like, oh, you talk, you, you talk about it. Like it was amazing. And, um, and it was, it really, it really, the things that came out of it that I now, um, get to bring forward in my life have just been, um, and, and solidified, right? Like those relationships that I'm like, Oh, I miss this person or, Oh, you know, and then I'm like, maybe they don't even remember me. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, to go back and kind of talk about like the fun times and the things that we, we did and the things that we all got to experience together and, um, and build those relationships and Mm -hmm. then come forward and then them speak about it in the same light that I remember it. I'm just like, Oh, that's, that's cool. That was, yeah, that was cool for sure. And we don't ever, 
that's the other part of it too. Like we don't ever want to say it was like this bright shining spot in our careers or lives, because when you, when Lauren and I were in back in 2002, 2004, it, it was, uh, some, thing we did and we just got through it but we were damaged right so mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a lot of that um stuff that came out of it and we never wanted to be a let's just bash our previous employee kind of podcast right we didn't want to go there because it, it doesn't serve anything it doesn't no. serve us and it doesn't uh there's no like solution there for us so we just mm-hmm. say like if you want to start in corrections, like don't come and ask Lauren and I go ask someone else because our experience would be like, stay the hell away. Like don't do it because Mm -hmm. it was damaging and it was damaging because back then we didn't have things. Well, we didn't even have things like uniforms and handcuffs and restraints, but we also didn't have anyone fighting for our mental health to tell us, take care of yourself. We had people saying, Hey, drink some neocitrin, <laughs> you know, with, with, some, vodka. with yeah. some vodka, go to bed and we'll see you back here in six hours. That's, <laughs> that's the, that's the difference. Right. And so I'm happy that now in 20, what is it? 2021, that it's different. It's they're looking mm-hmm. at things differently saying, we can't just let these people fall through the cracks and tell them to abuse mm-hmm. substances to get through. Right. Right. Things we we have other things in place like peer support and uh, things for your mental health, right? And I, I here's the thing, and it's come up throughout the podcast, and it's also come up in my life. And as we're speaking about like you and me evolving, like not knowing what we're doing, I like we came into women's prisons when they were quite new, mm-hmm. right? Like they weren't really a. a thing um and we came in when it was like really really bad um prior to that it wasn't as bad and from what i hear now it's very different um but i think there there's an evolution that has to happen there's a learning curve that has to happen and unfortunately for us we were part of it we weren't in the peak of the curve we were like (laughs) at the very bottom just kind of going up and learning 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 and i i feel like Yes, we, we are, it is getting better based on the information that uh, I know and the people that I surround myself with and first responders and corrections people, um, that it for sure has, is for sure better than when, you know, you and I were in 17, whatever years ago, Mm -hmm. 19 years ago when we started, um, there's more information though. There's more people advocating. There's more people talking. And I think because there are more people talking, it's given them no option, but to, say we have to do better. And I know like I work, uh, I do some peer support with, uh, operation, um, occupational, no, my God, OS, I can, (laughs) oh my gosh, it's (laughs) occupational stress injury. Um, operation stress injury is a military term. So we use occupation stress, um, injury, but they are like doing stuff right now with WCB. So there's like, we're, we're making progress in that, that fight to ensure that people are taken care of, um, physically, emotionally, mentally, um, spiritually, even in, um, Mm -hmm. in these capacities. And there's lots of changes. Like when we, again, and some of those changes, I will touch on it, like a little bit came through, um, work with the union. So that, that was really good for us because a lot of times like we were blamed i had somebody message me i'm just remembering now off the top of my head saying remember when we got blamed it's it's silly and it's stupid 
toilet and it was like they blame the cx and i remember thinking when she had written that to me she said you know you you put you put the management on blast back then and she's like and i just really remember that and i said isn't that like so funny that something that small um where the cx were getting blamed for like something that little or anything that that's bigger that that like that's even changing now through like people standing up for it, the union backing the CX, right. Mm -hmm. And all of that stuff, like it's just such a, a powerful movement for mm -hmm. everyone. Mm -hmm. Cause like you said, 19 years ago, we, I didn't know any better. You, you were 22 years old. You didn't know any better. Like we didn't, we didn't even know. I remember back to the training and we asked Jamie green about this like we said in the training and I, I was remembering some of this stuff, pulling it out and writing it where they were saying everything like this all goes except for you two. Cause there's two of us going to the women's prison. This doesn't uh, apply to you, you know, apply to you. And everybody would laugh and I would laugh, but I was like, uh, Oh God. Like my laugh was more like, Oh my God. <laughs> it wasn't like, I'm going to laugh. This is hilarious, but yeah, this doesn't apply to you two. And that was our in entire training whereas it evolved by the time other people got in where the training was focused solely on you're going to women's prison uh when we got there uh women were treated more like the victim first and mm -hmm. we learned very quickly that that's not that's mm -hmm. not it because they were mm -hmm. flashing banging their heads like there was a mm -hmm. lot of violence mm -hmm. and we're like there is violence actually in women's prisons and that's that's the reality, man. Like we're mm -hmm. not saying this happened or this didn't happen. It did. And I'm mm -hmm. just happy to hear from other people that the times are changing, right? Mm -hmm. It has to, mm -hmm. it has mm -hmm. to evolve. And I, I, I think for us, it was like, I, I, we were not like we were women centered trained. That's right. But I think women centered training is, a, is very like, it's informing people about trauma because we, we know that, that, that these women come from experiences that, you know, head banging is how they get a reaction from people, right. Yeah. Or how they coped or how they, whatever. So I think, um, we, we were less informed about trauma and mm -hmm. I think that is changing even now, like, because there is so much trauma when we, when, we know that trauma leads to different lifestyles, right? Like if you're raised in this, then the likelihood of you going into this lifestyle is higher is than higher. someone not higher, not, not, it's not like you're for sure going there, but, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's interesting to see because we were like women center trained, mm -hmm. but that was like trauma informed kind of, <laughs> but it was more like, well, women don't do this and women don't do this, like, uh, but they, but they do. They just did. <laughs> and that was our training. Women aren't violent. Women aren't looking for this. Women don't fight. Women aren't gang affiliated. Women don't this, but we were like, I remember you're right, Lauren, cause it was two months in on the job, but I'm like, <laughs> they, they do because this, this happened to me or like they attacked like somebody, they, they oh. absolutely 100% do. Mm -hmm. And so I was happy that that changed and you're right, because it was that, that piece where they then used to teach us like the, uh, the mental health mm -hmm. training that said, you know, your socioeconomic status, your, right, 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 right. Uh, like could lead you trauma, your could lead you down 
maybe to addiction. So we would um, help them find better ways to cope or to. Right. Rather than just say, oh, well, you're, you're, you're one in a million. Mm-hmm. and we don't know what to do with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but then it was like, yeah, we, we got, we were better informed and understood more, um, the bigger picture rather than just saying, well, if you are female, then you yeah. don't fit into these categories. This is That's very much male. Right? Totally. And, 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 we, the, and, and the, we had a male, we had a male inmate who had transitioned into a female inmate who mm-hmm. just learned passed away. Um, but then it was like, well, what, what applies to her? <laughs> like, yeah. That's, what's her? Well, that's yeah. right. And that used to drive me like a little bit like off. Like I used to get really upset when they used to be like, well, they were abused. So, you know, they're not, um, a criminal They're they're a victim first, like the abuse excuse. And I'm like, but they're still a criminal. Like it's right. still, they've right. still committed a crime. Right. It's like that, that was the piece that was difficult because we were still correctional officers in a jail with federally sentenced females who had committed horrific crimes. So Absolutely. don't tell me that, that, that piece. So that's changed as mm-hmm. well because we, we were better, equipped to deal with it. At the, in the beginning, we weren't equipped to deal with it. We were like, holy fuck, like what is happening here? Right. And from, and from the mindset, like I, I think about that too, like, cause I remember when I went into corrections, um, in Lesbridge, it was like, I'm going to help all these people. I'm going to do all these things. This is like, and I had no security background. And I remember being in a, they, I was in an office, um, administering a DSM four exam and they had always taught me to sit by the door. And they're like, you always sit here. You always sit here. You always sit here. And as a 21 year old girl being very manipulated by a, a male offender, he was like, can I sit by the door? And I was like, oh yeah, for sure. Like just duh, not smart. <laughs> um, and then my supervisor came and like totally yelled at me, but I didn't understand the security aspect of things until I really did like a full on training with CSC. And yeah. I think for us, it was like, yeah, the psychologist sees the, the trauma sees the abuse, sees the whatever, whereas we're trained to see this is a security issue. Issue. Right. And, so, and, and yeah. And we don't want people getting hurt. Like that's, that's like, it. Yeah. we, we were both drawn to this career as we look back to help actually to help women specifically. Right. Yeah. That's why I was presented with that paper uh, saying, I think you'd be good at this um, to help women. And so when you get there and you're not actually, you're not helping no. And, and we, that, you know, journey for us came later when we're like, when you see them coming back in, when you see the self-harm and you see the staff assaults, you're just like, I'm not helping. So like I've checked out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and once you're checked out, you can't really check back in. So it's better um, now from what I've heard where they're explaining things better, they're you know, t- telling people you're going to a women's prison, this is what's going to happen. And the training is even better. I've heard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. And, and I, I think that the, that line between we, we really struggled with the, in my opinion, with that line between like officer inmate, not that, not mm-hmm. that like we, we had some people that were close with inmates that we worked with and yeah we and th- till we had uniforms i think it was this like we're, we're just here to kind of hold down the fort um but yeah but we don't really know what we're doing 
So, (laughs) you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make it, if something bad happens, then we'll worry about it then. But there was Mm -hmm. lots of bad things happening and we were, we were being trained in the, in the actual incident because nobody actually knew what was coming or what was, and I mean, I, I don't think you know that in any prison, but the information we had about women was that they're not violent. They're not in gangs. They're not. And we were like, Oh, okay, great. So we like come great. in. So we're like, Shit. <laughs> none, none of yeah, we come not. in with our, our little hoodies and our Adidas going awesome. This is so great until it's not great. Right. Until yeah. you're throwing your stuff in the garbage because you know, it's riddled, riddled in feces and urine and, it's like a learn as you, as you go and grow with it. Mm-hmm, but you're mm-hmm. like, those lines were so blurred at the beginning. Cause mm-hmm. you're like, Hey, you're not supposed to be throwing that stuff at me. We just had this long half an hour talk about your kids. Like what's, and, and what's happening. Right. Like mm-hmm. I thought like, you never think, Oh, that's my buddy. But I thought we had like something going on, like rapport here. Right. Mm-hmm. And now you're turning it around on me. Like mm-hmm, what's mm-hmm. happened. So it's good. Cause those lines were very blurred in the beginning mm-hmm. and the uniforms helped the carrying the handcuffs helped. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not an us versus them, but it was like, we're the staff, you are inmates and we are, we're here to uh, coexist together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and ensure that everyone is safe. And that yeah. was always like, you know, we're safe. They're safe. The public safe. That's like, the mission of, mm. you know, CSC and you, you have to uphold that, but it's like, mm. okay, we, we, um, there was some work to do. And I, I, I want to say we were at the bottom of that curve when we started and mm-hmm. it was very hard to, um, when, when it started to like go up and do all these things based on, you know, um, fights that we had to fight yeah, or yeah. things that had to happen or incidents that happened that taught us significant things about mm-hmm. women in corrections. Um, we, we started to see the, the bell curve go up, but we weren't able to adjust as quickly, I think as, yeah, as, absolutely. as how it was going. So, um, and I, and I think that the, the onus was very much on the inmates and not on the staff. Mm-hmm. We have to figure out how to deal with these inmates more importantly. Um, and then when we figure out how to deal with the inmates, we'll worry about the staff, but I think it was too late. Yeah. People were, people were damaged. Like I, when I think back, like things still are so fresh in my head when I think back. So that, and that's because of it, they were traumatic and it was damaging and there was no support. And so your support came from let's meet for a drink after this is what I do when I was involved. This is what happened to me after my first incident. And I did come from a, a traumatic um, childhood upbringing. So it was like that, that part of it was coming out for me after my first and second incidents until it wasn't until after like the fifth incident, I had no feeling attached mm-hmm. to it anymore. So that's also damaging when you have mm-hmm. no emotions, when you have no feeling like just the adrenaline goes up and you think to yourself, I know what to do now. Whereas I didn't before. Mm-hmm. And now I do. And now it's almost like now I'm an expert because it's been so many of these, right? And mm-hmm. that shouldn't be either. Like you shouldn't, mm-hmm. like, you know, when you read those statistics about a correctional officer and how many incidents they go through in a career and you think back to our career and you're like, that happened in my first year, right? <laughs> I have been there, done that in year one. So, mm-hmm. and, and I, I, I kind of, you know, it's a negative connotation, but I also wear it as like this badge of like, mm-hmm. 
wow. Like mm-hmm. look at, I look back and I, and same as you, like I've, I've been writing. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I have been writing for years, just not, not anything significant, but like remembering things or whatever and going, wow. Like if, if shit hit the fan, like we, we were ready because we had so much experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we knew based on the incidents we had been in before what you were strong at, what I was strong at, right? Like mm-hmm. I I'm not a big lady. <laughs> I can't take down big people, but I, yes. you know, I'm pretty good with my mouth. Um, yeah. I can use a shield uh, and some OCC. Yeah. like everybody <laughs> has their strong points. And I think we learned that about each other really quickly. So our incidents were, were easily diffused. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have been significantly worse. And I mean, things that have come in from the government have, you know, changed the way segregation works. And so they are seeing a little bit of pushback at this point from what I understand based on, you know, segregation and all the different laws that have changed because when we were in it, there was no law as to how long you could stay in segregation. You stayed in segregation Mm -hmm. till you got out of segregation based on your behavior. Um, Mm -hmm. and so everything, everything has changed. And I think it it will continue to go through constant waves of learning and it'll never be perfect. So if you are looking for a job that is perfect (laughs) and (laughs) has some sort of (laughs) stability other than financial stability, this is not it. Like financially, sure. You're good. Um, but I also it, mental stability, you gotta be like significantly strong. And we know lots of people that do this job that are mentally strong before they even get here. Yeah, and, and that, exactly. And, and that's, that's what we want. We, that's why we wanted to go there for, um, mental like, um, health advocates, because we do know, um, and that's based on the guests that we pulled out for season two. They're so strong, um, mm-hmm. mentally. And we wanted to know why, like, why do you stay? What makes you different? Mm-hmm. And I've learned so much, even from just our followers. Like I, I was looking at somebody's Instagram and these beautiful photos she's taking and she's running and she's another person's doing yoga. Another person is, you know, I can say that you gotta have your stuff outside of work. Right. Cause mm-hmm. that's what, that's what it is. That was the key, right. Mm-hmm. Where the, the, our, our whole season was based on gratitude and like Lauren and I really bathe in that. Like we, we were grateful every day. You've got to write it down. You have to have that mindset. You have to have that switch that turns on for you. And like our guests, like they were all so amazing because they were filled with gratitude and the common theme, like we t- said before was, so grateful for the people you worked with. Right. And like with this podcast, like we're so grateful for the impact, the platform, Mm -hmm. the people, Mm -hmm. the feedback, the connection, right. Mm -hmm. It's been so good. That's been, that's for sure. It, the, the connection, the feedback, the, the, the love, the, you know, that the gratitude for just us talking about it. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, and, and the people, the people that's, it's the only reason I think both of us do this is the connection and the people and the, the laughter and the fun and the excitement. Fuck Sharon, you don't have to hold the timer. At that <laughs> and we're grateful for the timer, right? Too. <laughs> Seriously. I, I, I can see it. You don't have to hold it there so long. Oh my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's you know what's the funniest is we thought we'd we'd be just talking for 20 minutes and it's yeah we're, du- we're double that and we just keep blabbing on and on we just keep going right but yeah yeah okay well we can end it here i think it's been a it's been a, a wonderful season i've laughed a ton uh, i know our listeners have la- laughed a ton they um they've told us that they've laughed and they've, um, given so much insight into, you know, what we're doing. And, you know, we even said, okay, well, if this sucks, this sucks, we'll just end it and be done. (laughs) And, um, we've had a lot of people come forward and say, Hey, I want to, I want to be on it. I want to talk. I want to say things. I, um, and that's, that's what we want. We want people to feel like they have a safe place to, to talk about the things that they've experienced, whether it's in corrections or outside of corrections or yeah. any, you know, we've, we have other, other, I won't share who they are, but we have other people <laughs> that, uh, that want to, that want to talk mental health and how we say, stay, stay strong mentally and, mm-hmm. um, and what that looks like. Absolutely. And we'll just, uh, again, we just want to send a big thank you to our guests, mm-hmm. to the, everyone out there that's listening to us, that um, all of the feedback has been amazing. We love to see your messages. Sometimes I might post them. I might not, <laughs> but it's been amazing because we're hearing from people we haven't heard from in forever too. Yeah. So I love it. I love uh, to meet people in corrections, outside of corrections, all over. It's been great. We love you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you more than you know. So thank you for listening to our, our season two gratitude. Bye. Bye. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram at from uniforms to unicorns, uh, on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, speaker, all of those. Also, feel free to subscribe. You'll be notified of new episodes that come out, and we always love a review. Also, feel free to share with anybody you would enjoy. We also want to send a big thank you to Jamie Green for being our podcast editor, and to Jeff Bale at Third Hell Music for our soundtrack. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great day. Love, Lauren and Sharon.